You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's going on, DMV? I'm Liddell Willingham here with you live and local here on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Ride with me. The next hour and a half and change, taking you right up to Nats on Deck at 640 with Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They're out in New York at City Field as the Nats pay a visit to the NL East leading New York Mets. First of three against the Mets. And speaking of the baseball team in town, I'll be joined by Pete Methurst of the Nats Radio Network at 6 o'clock. He'll give us the latest on Steven Strasburg and his potential return to the lineup. Strauss out there dealing in his latest rehab start. It was actually yesterday. Six Ks on 58 pitches, 38 of those for strikes. So definitely positivity on the Steven Strasburg front. Pete will also give us a preview of tonight's game against the Mets. But I'll start out in Ashburn where, uh, per usual, it was a busy, news-filled week for our local football team. OTAs kicking off this week. And it was the first time this offseason the local media you know, got a chance to get an up-close and personal look at the Commanders on the field this offseason with the entire team. Well, most of the entire team. Obviously, some key contributors not in attendance for this past week of work. And I, I'm of the mindset that it's OTAs. You know, I'm not going to get up here and make a big deal and scream and holler about guys not being there because this is just the first time they're on the field together. This isn't training camp. This isn't mandatory mini camp which will come up in the next two two weeks or so. So they don't have to be here. But everybody involved probably would like them to be there. But that's here nor there. Obviously, like we said, most of the entire team, you know, was there. Key contributors not in attendance. Chase Young obviously not there uh, as he continues to rehab from that torn ACL he suffered in Week 10 last year against Tampa Bay. Terry McLaurin not in attendance taking an abundance of caution, not participating you know, in the on-field portion of these OTAs as he continues to try and negotiate a new deal with Washington, trying to get paid. So obviously it makes sense for Terry not to be out there in the voluntary session. But the biggest football news of the week really came when it was reported by our colleague here, uh, Ben Standing of The Athletic, that Deron Payne walked off the field due to frustrations over his contract situation with the team. Deron also trying to work out a new deal uh, with Washington. And as this offseason has played itself out, and and the Deron Payne thing wasn't really what set it off for me, him walking off the field. It's, it's deeper than him you know, just walking off the field. 
in my opinion. As this offseason has played out, I'm really starting to question some of this front office's decision-making, specifically at the defensive tackle position. And I'm not the first uh, who, who has, you know, come on these airwaves and, you know, had some question marks about what Washington has done so far in this offseason. A lot of people really getting on the team for, for their lack of activity and their reasoning for the lack of activity, trying to get a Terry McLaurin deal done. Carson Wentz inheriting his $28 million salary. Part, part of those reasons why, why they've been so inactive. But I'm really starting to question some of this front office's decision-making. Like I said, specifically at that D-tackle position where there now seems to be this underlying belief that Washington is not going to sign, going, going to re-sign Deron Payne, which on its surface is completely understandable, right? You just invested big money at that position last offseason with the John Allen extension. $72 million, $30 million guaranteed. Montez Sweat is up for a new deal next offseason as well, right? And, and we expect that based on Deron Payne's play, he is going to command close to top of the money market. Close to top of the market money, excuse me. And for Payne, coming off a season where he tallies a career high in sacks, QB hits, Tackles for loss, tackles. Can you blame him? Can you blame him for wanting to be paid as one of the premier players at his position, like a Terry McLaurin is asking for? My problem is, though, once last season was over, I'm talking about 2021, it it dates that far back for me with Washington. My problem is once that season was over, and let's be honest, the people making decisions in Washington, the guys cutting the check, they knew during the season last year that they were going to have to make a decision on Deron Payne. Right? You knew that during the season. You knew this. And I'm not in the camp of, you know, just automatically going out and trading a guy if you know you aren't going to be able to extend him. Because that's where it seems like we're at with Deron Payne. Like maybe we may not be able to extend this guy. Like we said, he's going to command top of the market money, right? You knew during the season, though, that you probably weren't going to be able to extend him. And I don't think that means you should just trade a guy because you could potentially let him walk in free agency. I believe there's value to him being on this team for this season, even though you know, you're probably going to let him walk at the end of the year. Or you could have traded him during the season last year. That's here nor there. It didn't happen. He's a core member of this team. Let's call it what it is. Because I feel like this is a bigger situation than maybe we've given recognition and light to. And and it's not because Deron Payne walked off the field. Let me preface what I'm about to say. With that, it's not because Payne walked off the field. It's the lack of foresight that this team has used in this situation. He is a big reason why we look at this defensive line the way we do. Why we have such high expectations for that group. Four first-round picks. 
playing along that front. A front that severely underachieved last year. But they're talented guys up front. It's not a talent issue. Right? My main issues with the decision makers in Washington is that they displayed zero foresight in this particular situation. Let me let me explain why. The Washington Commanders this offseason allowed two other guys at Deron Payne's position to walk away without making any type of genuine real effort as far as what we know and what's been reported to re-sign those guys. And in the case of Matt Ioannidis, they just flat out cut him. Tim Settle, the team reportedly made zero effort to re-sign him. Can you blame them, though, right? So so instead of paying two lesser guys in-house, guys that for the last three to four years have been a part of your core, you go out and you draft Phil Mathis in the second round. And that that's, call it what it is, now another second-round pick wasted once again. And, and stick with me here. I, I say wasted not because Phil Mathis isn't a good football player. That, that's yet to be seen, right? It's to be determined. I say wasted because entering this draft, going into year three for this staff where they need to win, coming off a back-to-back seven-win seasons, one resulted in a playoff berth where you crawled into the first place in the NFC East. Defensive tackle was not supposed to be a position of need for this team entering this offseason. But once you decide that you're going to cut bait with what are my opinion, two core members of your football team, and Matt Ioannidis and Tim Settle, once you made that decision that you were going to part ways with them, what is behind Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen? Say one of those guys gets hurt. Then we're rolling with David Botta in the middle of our defensive front. Right? So obviously you created, you self-created a lack of depth at the defensive line position. So much of a lack of depth that you wasted a second round pick on that player. And those who follow the draft, I'm sure all of you out there do, you know how rich in value a second round pick could potentially be. So to have to go out and waste it on a need that you created, that, that's my issue. You created this need. So to go out and have to waste a second-round pick at that position, D-tackle wasn't supposed to be a position of need. Guess what was, though, right? Linebacker. And when you picked Phil Mathis, right, there were several quality plug-and-play linebackers available. His teammate, Christian Harris from Alabama, would have been a great fit here. Chad Muma from Montana would have been a great fit here. Troy Anderson, Montana State, would have been a great fit here. Guys with speed and range and the ability to go sideline to sideline as well as play well in coverage and matching up with tight ends and running backs, which is crucial for a linebacker in today's NFL. Guys that could have come in and not only provided much-needed depth at the linebacker position, because let's be quite frank with that, outside of Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb, can the average fan name me more linebackers on this team? Unproven guys behind those two. And 
and, and Jamin Davis has unproven himself, right? So you passed on the opportunity to add much-needed depth at a position of need. They could have challenged for playing time at that position. You, you needed a linebacker. That's self-admittedly, you needed a linebacker. You need help at safety. Jaquan Brisker was also on the board at the time that Fildarian Mathis was picked. The, Penn State, uh, the safety out of Penn State. Safety, another position where you're more pressed at help for, for help than you would have been at defensive tackle had you not s- created this need on your own by parting ways with Tim Settle and Matt Ioannidis. I would have rather them gone with an edge rusher instead of wasting that second-round pick at defensive tackle. Chase Young is coming off of a torn ACL a season ago. Montez Sweat is the booking on the other side, supposed to be. But what's behind those two? This team needed some additional juice in their pass rush outside of their two starters, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. But what's behind those two? Because last season, Shaka Tony. Casey Tuhill, James Smith-Williams. They didn't get it done when they had their opportunities this season to go. Let's, let's call it exactly what it is. So I think even depth at that position, the defensive end spot, was more of a pressing need than getting another defensive tackle after you already had quality depth at that position. Tim Settle signed for $9 million in Buffalo. All, obviously, not all of that guaranteed. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But it wasn't a break-the-bank type of deal. Matt Ioannidis signed in Carolina. Wasn't a break-the-bank type of deal. Two guys, like I said, were a part of this core for the last four seasons or so since you've drafted them. They've played a lot. Played a lot of snaps for you. Matt Ioannidis obviously has had his troubles staying on the field and being durable, but when he's gotten his chances, has been productive. The numbers don't lie. Pro football focus, all, all the analytics tell you that, right? Sam Williams, the defensive end from Ole Miss, give you another example of a guy you'd rather have than Fildaria Mathis. He was also on the board when you picked Mathis. A guy who had 15 sacks last year at Ole Miss would have added some much-needed juice behind Chase Young and Montez Sweat because the three guys I just mentioned – didn't get it done last year. But guess what? You couldn't, you couldn't take them. Why? Because we created a massive hole at defensive tackle by letting two core guys walk. God forbid Chase Young doesn't come back the way we all expect him to from his ACL injury. Don't let Montez Sweat go down. Or, or even worse, not build off of the 2020 season. Because last year, in, in my opinion, was a wash for Sweat. Five sacks, three tackles for loss. And like we mentioned earlier, he's going to expect to be paid like one of the premier edge rushers in this league. Granted, he only played in 10 games last year. And when you think about the Deron Payne situation, it raises the question of, well, if you aren't going to pay Deron Payne, who are you going to pay? And you guys can tap in with me on the MGM National Harbor listener lines with this one, one 800 636 1067. That's 1 800 636 1067. Of the current guys on this roster for the Washington Commanders football team, 
Who is part of this team's core? Who are the guys that are going to be a part of this thing long term? Who are going to be the guys that are going to create that sustained winning culture that Ron Rivera is constantly mentioning that he wants to create? Because in my humble opinion, and just how I would do things given that position, because you're going to have to open up to pay the checkbook, you're going to have to open up the checkbook to pay some of these guys. You don't wait, in my opinion, until OTAs to start paying guys. I hate that the NFL has set that, that standard and trend that we, we're going to wait till the very last possible minute to pay these guys. It's not fair at all. Terry McLaurin is being paid as like the 121st wide receiver in the NFL this season. When in most people's opinion, he's a top 12 to 15 player at his position. You, pay, you don't wait till OTAs to pay these guys because you want your star wide receiver to be in OTAs right now catching passes from his new $28 million quarterback. So that come September, you could kick this new era off right. We are the Washington Commanders. Right? It's a new era. Kick it off right. And they aren't off to a good start in my opinion. So that you can say you did everything in your power as an organization to end this miserable drought of not winning a playoff game for 17 years. You should have been paid, Terry McLaurin. So this wasn't an issue. So he's on the field. Because right now they can't say they've done everything in their power to do this. To change this culture. Because I understand you can't pay everyone. But the good teams, they have a core group of guys that set the tone in the locker room and and ensure that everybody's being held accountable. Core group of guys. Who do you think those guys are in Washington for the commanders? I want to ask you guys listening out there. Tap in with me. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. Who, in your opinion, are the core members of the Washington commanders right now? Who would you pay moving forward? Who are some of the guys? Who are some of the guys that are going to be around long enough to have their face inside the new stadium that the team is desperately searching for? Speaking of the stadium, I'll play you some comments from Virginia Senator Chap Peterson. He joined B. Mitch and Finley last week, and I'll tell you the only stadium site that makes sense for the Washington Commanders and how Dan Snyder might be able to score some points within the fan base and the eyes of the NFL if he makes the right investment. Don't go anywhere. I'm Linnell Willingham here with you until 640. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. DMV, I'm Liddell Willingham, here with you on 106.7 The Fan. We're also simulcasting over on the Team 980. Here with you for another hour or so before I hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler at 640. Will they get you ready for Nats Baseball with Nats on deck at 640. At the top of the hour, I'll be joined by Pete Methurst of the Nats Radio Network. He'll give us the latest on Steven Strasburg and help us preview Nats and Mets. So we want to reset things here a little bit. Before I went to break, I posed the question to the listeners out there. Like I said, tap in with me on the MGM National Harbor listener line. Who do you think are the core members of the Washington Commanders right now? I want to hear from you guys on that question. I phrase it this way, who will be around when this new stadium is up and ready for action? The new stadium that this team is desperately searching for. And if any and if you guys are out there listening or paying attention at all uh throughout the week, you know, stadium talk is at the forefront right now. Uh, in this in this market, it, it is the most important thing on the docket outside of football. And you know, I'm always been of the mindset you make things harder for yourself as a franchise in any sport when you don't conduct yourself properly in the public eye. And as far as things go on this stadium front, that is the singular reason I asked why I feel like the Washington Commanders are running into major trouble I'll call it what it is. They're they're running into major trouble trying to find a new home. For the last 20 years, this team has played at FedEx Field, Prince George's County, and Largo, Maryland. Landover, Maryland, excuse me. And on this on the stadium front, it's it's gotta be the new stadium's gotta be in DC. For me. It has to be. For multiple reasons. Reason one being that it doesn't seem like Virginia wants anything to do with you right now. Here's some comments from Virginia Senator Chap Peterson on the direction of the Washington Commanders and the way they're branding themselves right now. The bill was filed back in January, and I think at the time it happened, it was at that time the Washington football team, and and not that that made a difference, but we were kind of like, okay, let's see. Let's pass this through committee. Let's kind of see how this process plays out. You know, this the team was still reorganizing from everything from 2020. You know, I made this comment to the lobbyists. I made this comment to the team reps. Look, I've got some concerns about the team. I've got concerns about attendance. I've got concerns about fan support. But I think the idea was let's let's sort of pass it through at this point and, and let it play out. And it's been one nightmare after another since then. And that's putting it nicely. 
That was uh, Virginia Senator Chap Peterson. He joined B. Mitch and Finley uh, on Thursday, I believe. It was a great interview. You can go back and check it out uh, on the podcast section of uh, the B. Mitch and Finley show. But listening to Virginia Senator Chap Peterson talk about the potential of Washington being able to build a new stadium where he makes decisions at, where he lays his head. You know what they always say? Don't do your business where you lay at. Don't do dirty business where you lay at. And I think that is really a good way to describe what's going on between the relationship with the Washington commanders in the state of Virginia as far as bringing this new Taj Mahal stadium that Dan Snyder is trying to build there. And listening to those comments, does it sound like Chap Peterson and company are all in for the Washington Commanders coming to Virginia? No. That was a rhetorical question. No. It does not sound like they're all in. It kind of sounds like, and I'm a younger guy out there. I use dating apps. I was on the Tinder machine. You know, when you're on Tinder, you match with you match with a, with a, with a with a lady or or a man. If, if ladies out there, if you're listening, you match with somebody and you're talking. And the big goal of Tinder is you want to get that number. You want to move your conversation off of the app. Washington and the state of Virginia and their Tinder matchmaking, they're still on the app. Things aren't getting serious. Yes, there's money being talked about and locations are being brought up, but they don't make sense. Moving this stadium to Woodbridge, one of the potential sites, Dumfries, one of the potential sites named Loudoun County, get the hell away from the state of Virginia. That, that is my advice to Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders. Get away from Virginia. Save face while you can. You are getting ready to kick off a new era in the history of this franchise. A franchise that if you talk to anybody around the league and they're not trying to bash them, a franchise with rich history and tradition, Washington, D.C. RFK, the glory days, the three Super Bowls of this franchise won. Guess where they were located at? RFK in Washington, D.C. And in my opinion, there is only one location that this stadium can be built, and that is in Washington, D.C. Make it work. Make it work. Because it doesn't seem like Virginia wants anything to do with you. Here is Virginia Senator Chap Peterson on whether or not working with an expansion franchise would be easier to get a stadium. That would be the irony um, the irony would be, would it be almost more palatable to do this with an expansive franchise than with the current franchise? And let's face it, the answer to that, maybe, maybe yes. That, that's the point where, uh, look, that, that, that's the point on Tinder, right, where you send the phone, you send the phone emoji with the arrow, and, and you try to see if you can take things to the messages, and then you get left on red. That is Chap Peterson, Virginia Senator, leaving the Washington Commanders on red. This does not sound like a guy who wants to work with you. He is saying he would rather work with a team that has nothing, starting from ground zero. Nothing. That, that's what he's saying he would rather do. Because this team has acted so poorly in the public, 
And when I say this team, don't be oblivious. You know I'm talking about the owner of this team. But what he does clearly reflects on the entire organization and the business that they do. He is the only owner I have ever seen, the only football franchise I have ever seen in the National Football League or in any major professional sport that lost a beer sponsor. You know how bad you got to act? How naughty you have to be to lose a beer sponsor? Just, just another example of the incompetence. And my man Danny Noakes hit on it earlier. And I don't. I said before, I, as, as I was planning the show, that I wasn't going to come on here and just and just rip Dan Snyder apart. It, it's too easy, right? I want to bring I want to bring some thought to you. I want I want to make you think. I want to engage you out there. Like I said, tap in. The, simple, the question is simple as this. You can either chime in on, on, on the core of this commander's team or you can stick with our current topic here. Where do the fans think this stadium should be? MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, wide open. Tap in with me, 1-800-636-1067. Because in my opinion, D.C., D.C. is the only place where this franchise should be doing business as far as the stadium goes, Right. Virginia doesn't sound like they're comfortable with giving the team money for a stadium. So why deal with a place and an entity that just clearly doesn't want you, right? That just doesn't want you. There's a rule of thumb. My people out there, my younger folks, you know, we don't send triple text. We don't double text. If she doesn't want you, leave her alone. The state of Virginia does not want the Washington Commanders So leave them alone. Dan Snyder, for all the bad that he has done in his 20 years, 20 plus years, excuse me, owning this franchise, a a franchise with rich tradition and history, as much bad as he has done, there is one thing he can do to potentially save face. If Dan Snyder... Because it's as simple as this. If Dan Snyder is willing to fund most of the project, then it's got to be in D.C. But that, that, is, that is a huge if. If Dan Snyder is willing to open up his checkbook, that big wallet that he has, and dig into some of those racks and use his own money to get this team back in D.C., he may bring a majority of the fan base back from its glory years at RFK. Because most of the fans of this team in this area, in the D.C. area, are older people. I'll tell you this. I'm a 24-year-old. I'm I don't know many other Washington Commanders fans in the area. You know why? Because the Ravens are also in close proximity to you. A respectable franchise that has rich tradition and history as well. That is one in the last 20 years. Been to multiple Super Bowls. I see you guys out there calling. Stay on the line with me. If Dan Snyder is able to get this team back to RFK, that doesn't even have to be at the RFK site, but obviously that is preferable. It may be the thing and the saving grace that turns this franchise back around. 
and there's and there's a multitude of reasons. The accessibility on the, from the metro to the RFK site makes it very easy for fans to go. This is a football town. I'll give you this example. Look at the Washington Nationals. Look at the Washington Nationals. Yes, in the last since, since their existence, they've had more sustained winning than Washington. They won a World Series in 2019. Multiple playoff appearances, multiple series wins, right? Not this season. The Nats are god-awful this year. They are terrible. I take the Metro to get in to work every day. So I see on game days the amount of people that pack this Metro to come and see the lowly Washington Nationals play. I see what building that stadium has done to the Navy Yard area and location. You come off the subway, it's a Buffalo Wild Rings right right next to you. That's an outside bar right across the street, the bullpen, where you can go before and after games, during games. You can leave and go, you know, options, things for people to do. I see that, and I say, why can't the Washington Commanders do it? They would sell out a stadium if it was more accessible to fans. And what location has the best accessibility? The RFK site. Make it work. I have sat here and listened all week to people give reasons. Oh, it won't work. It won't work. You're right. It won't work unless both parties involved are interested and engaged and wanting to do it. Right? You're not going to get to home base and score a home run on Tinder if the other side of the phone is not interested. In the District of Columbia... And the Washington Commanders are a match made in heaven. They have branded this new rebrand around Washington. Look at the logo. It's a W. It is a W because you are Washington, the District of Columbia. Going to Virginia? Going out to Dumfries? I'm not even sure that's how you say it. Bad news for trying to keep fans tuned in to what this team has to do, especially if the product on the field doesn't change. If Dan can get the RFK site back, it would be the most successful move of Dan's 20 years holding the team. It may even be so strong of a move that it will put him back in the good graces of the NFL because they'll drastically improve in attendance. He won't have to cook the books. He won't have to... He won't have to engage in financial improprieties to try to make it seem like he's running an organization that's up to snuff. The support will be there. We'll see where this new stadium is built, and let's hope for everyone involved, it's back here in our nation's capital, just like the other professional sports team in the town around here, the Nationals, the Caps, the Wizards. We had a huge game seven last night in the NBA. The Boston Celtics crowned your Eastern Conference champs. It has been a crazy postseason in the NBA. I'll tell you who's impressed me the most this postseason and who has turned themselves into one of the top five players in our game today. Ride with me. It's Linnell Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Now, Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Here with you for about another hour, leading you up to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll have Nats on deck at 640. Nats out at City Field taking on the Mets. First of three against the division leaders in the NL East. But before we went to break, we were talking about this stadium, and I posed the question to you guys out there on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 1-800-636-1067, a simple one. Where do the fans think this stadium should be? I said it should be in D.C. I feel like it's the only feasible location. But I want to hear what you guys think. Let's go to Andrew in Warranted. He's going to give us his opinion on where he thinks the stadium should be. What's going on, Andrew? got to be in it's got to be in dc um the the whole thing with rfk is you tear it down rebuild you if he really wants to get the public funding which is what they always want when they get these when they try to make these stadiums uh you offer to help relocate the dc jail so that you can actually build an environment sort of like nationals park around the stadium armory it's that's the only way it works. It's what we did with uh, Capital One that turned into Chinatown being revitalized. Nationals Park, Buzzards Point, they, they've all been revitalized purely because they actually put in the money for it. Andrew, I couldn't agree with you more. Andrew, I got a question for you, buddy. Yeah. As far as the public funding goes, if you're Dan Snyder, what do you look like going and asking the D.C. government for money? How do you uh, the, the way that you've acted? Specifically in the last 36 months, I guess we'll say, 24 to 36 months, with all the allegations and scandals coming out against them, how could he have the unmitigated goal to go and ask somebody for some damn public funding? So he tried to uh, play the card that D.C. area has where he tried to play Maryland versus D.C. versus Virginia, and all three said no. (laughs) <laughs> so he can go ask, but that means he has to give something. So he's not going to get as much as everybody wants. Everybody in his company wants to have. He's going to have to give up things. He's going to have to make it work because, quite frankly, nobody cares. I appreciate the call, Andrew, and good points. 
made there. He even went as far as to you know say that they can rebuild the D.C. jail to give you more space. Because as we know, they're not just trying to build a football stadium. They are trying to build a sports and entertainment complex. They're trying to do it big. They're trying to be an entertainment site. They're trying to be a tourist attraction. They want to be able to compete to host things like WrestleMania, the Super Bowl potentially. So Dan Dan's going to have to open up his checkbook to get it back in D.C. And, and like I said before, the repercussions could be transcended. It, it may re-energize and revitalize this fan base to a point that we haven't seen before. Let's go to Tippy. Over on line two, Tippy, what you got, buddy? You think the stadium should be built. What's going on, my man? Hey, buddy. Fantastic show. Look, you need to have your own show, you and Haney. I'm <laughs> telling you, you. I appreciate you, man. I can't believe. Very very entertaining and informative. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Where, where like do you think this out? stadium should be, though, my man? Hey, without Andy had it right on the nose, man. Of course in D.C., it will revitalize that part of town like you wouldn't believe. I And I'm taken back when they're on how little oomph and push there is to get this done. As am I. And, and that's been the jarring thing. We're running out of time here. So I appreciate the call, Tippy. But that that's Tippy hit it right on the head. I am taken aback that they're even trying to do business with anybody else. And I understand from a financial standpoint, I'll bring it back to the tender thing. <laughs> Why do I want to be with somebody who I know can't attract anybody else, right? Because you want to you, you look good yourself, right? Why would I be with anybody that isn't going to be able to attract anyone else? Which is why you see the commanders trying to go out and do business with Virginia, trying to potentially talk about redoing the current location at FedEx. Give me a break. We, we got to get to the break here. But let's get to Andre and Manassas before we get out of here. What's up, Jerry? Hey, so we made a very astute point. We just went two, three years of trying to rebrand this team, and you finally came up with, you know, the Washington Commanders, and then you're trying to move the team to Washington, uh, to Virginia. <laughs> Simply doesn't make sense. I mean, at, at all. the problem is Stan Snyder, he doesn't seem to be very proactive. He seems to be very reactive as a owner. Everything he's been doing over the last 20 years has been reactive. I mean, I can make a case that, you knew 20 years ago when you bought this team you wanted to bring it back to D.C. So you should have been smoozing and whining and dining the people, not even just the mayor, but the, the senators. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, the, the Congress, you know, we all know Congress didn't really want to bring any allegations. If the Congress is poor business. It would, see, it would be an easy win. You know, hey, we're going to do this for revitalize this bad part of D.C. And then, you know, the other parts, the other senators or Congress people, you know, they're they all about business. They, they want business it. to be successful. So to me, it seems like it would be an easy win to get Congress on your side. You're a rich billionaire. You know, you start passing some money around and support different causes. You have people in your, in your hands, in your pocket. So, you know, now you have three lines that go through Stadium Armory from the gray line. It's just so, it's still, uh, it's just the perfect location. Now, to your point, it, it's the perfect location, but can any other spot be feasible? Yeah, you can have a whole bunch of bad decisions, but there's only <laughs> one best decision. Exactly, and I appreciate the call, Dre, and, and all of you guys have hit on it that have, that have tapped in with me. I mean, nowhere else makes sense, Lit literally. No, nowhere else makes sense. And 
Dre, you know, circle back on something I said earlier that might have got lost, and I meant to put even more emphasis on it. They have completely rebranded this team. And Washington, the District of Columbia, has been at the forefront of the whole thing. 110%. The logo's a W. <laughs> what about that says Virginia? I don't I don't care that the complex that you're already in, that you're already in Loudoun County, where the facility is. Because hopefully when they get the new stadium, that doesn't even matter. You'll build your complex where your new stadium is. And my thing is, it was a mistake building that out there anyway. Don't continue to make the same mistakes. Dan Snyder, Jason Wright, Washington Commanders. Jason Wright, in a nutshell, I mean, obviously more things than this. Jason Wright was brought in to move the team back to RFK. He was supposed to be at the forefront of that movement. Obviously, it seems like we're still a while away from that happening, and this is only the beginning. They have until 2027. The lease is up at FedEx in 2027, but they better get moving because time time is definitely ticking uh, on this stadium front. We got a lot more to get to here with you for about another 40 minutes or so. On the next side of this break, I'll be joined by Pete Medhurst of the Washington Nationals Radio Network. He'll give us a preview of the Nats and the Mets coming up at 640 with Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler for Nats on Deck. And I'll ask Pete, when could we see Steven Strasburg back on the hill for the big league club? This is Linnell Willingham on 106.7 The Fan. We're also simulcasting on the Team 980 and streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 